Hello, everyone. Before we jump into today's episode, Rick and I just wanted to share that we are excited to announce our first ever student-run Coaches Road Conference coming up in December. Uh, it's going to be a really fun event. It's going to be the first three Thursdays of December, so December 2nd, December 9th, December 16th. Uh, it's going to have speakers from all over the world. It's going to be accessible live on Zoom and then on YouTube afterwards. So make sure you stay tuned on our social media accounts uh, at The Coaches Road, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as we start to announce some speakers that we've gotten lined up and uh, registration and other announcements coming soon for that event. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, we are joined by the COO of Viromeki, Yuka Tikaya. Yuka is also the former head of teaching of the program Derek and I are currently studying in. And I got to meet Yuka. It was, I believe, in 2019 when I started my second year studies here in Viromeki because um, Yuka also spent some time away here from Viromeki. He was working in Slovakia a little bit. And then I got to meet him in the second year. And um, overall, I think that the conversation it just show uh, the conversation itself just shows that like how much history lives already in Yuka regarding Viromeki in the program because he he started there basically when the program started right away together with Erka Westerlund and um some of our some of the current instructors joined as well the program a little bit later but he knows those people since a very long time so it was very thought-provoking to speak a little bit about the start of the program and then the evolution of the program and just in general yuka gained a lot of experience in coach development and it was also super fun to talk about how do we actually create good learning environments for coaches yeah i mean it it, it was a really interesting episode and and we've talked to erica on our show but we didn't get into you know why the program started and, and what it looked like at the beginning and how it's evolved to to what it is now so it was really interesting to to hear that process and and hear the learning that they experienced along the way on you know what kind of environment do coaches need how do they thrive how do they learn best and then now like with the the further evolution of the program it's just really interesting to see you know everything that's going on and that's been going on in the program and and the the last part of the conversation with you get today about the the learning environments it's i think it's really important for for coach educators coach developers and, and coaches just in general to know you know we, we we look at it from the view of a coach to athlete relationship and environment, but yeah. the same can be applied for coach developer to coach, uh, and as well. And so it was a really interesting conversation um, that we won't keep people from any further here in the intro. So everybody enjoy, and thanks again to Yuka. So now we'd like to welcome on Yuka Tikea. Yuka, thanks for joining us today. How's everything going with you? Thank you. My pleasure. Everything's good. good. Hope the same for you guys. Um, so Yuka, you've been with our program here at Viramaki for since the beginning of it um, and then took a, a little break here in the last couple of years. But can you just share with us a little bit about your background, where you're coming from and, and, and everything like that? Okay. Yeah. I. I essentially joined the program 2003, so just after it started, program kicked off in, in 2002 and I, um, I was studying in Uvascula, uh, doing my 
master's degree, uh, trying to understand how how physiologically hockey works, and Erka was part of the steering group, and and then after that he asked if I would be interested in 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 um, uh, t- taking the responsibility of the International Ice Hockey Center of Excellence, which which was starting also at the same time, so kicking off that those operations, and and that was incorporated with the with the program, so. That's the that's the basically the reason that got me got me uh, to involved with all this and and got me working in in Vierumäki. I had played of course hockey a bit, but I was more of course than than focusing on 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 coaching with my studies in Jyväskylä. Yeah, it's very interesting that you right now have been mentioning that the program started in 2003 and that you joined the program also 2003 and. You also mentioned Erka now. Um, he was also a former guest on our show, and with him, with him we spoke about athlete-centered coaching, and also we mentioned in that episode that he's the founder of the program. But we never really went into like why this program started. So, what was the purpose behind the program? Why wanted Erka to kick off this this one here in Diromeki? Yeah, Erka has has as long as I known him he's, he's talked about the the importance of quality in coaching and there was cl- clearly need at that time and still actually is uh, for for more extensive uh, practical oriented coach development program mm-hmm. what was available at the time US of course had its role but it was more developing uh, researchers uh, teachers, uh, not so much during the recent years a- anymore, the, the kind of practical coaches, also the short-term programs that were operated by other organizations, they were thought that they, they don't really, uh, they don't, uh, uh, they don't have big enough impact to kind of, uh, get to the level where we wanted to be and and, uh, and and then kind of a university applied sciences context was appropriate to start something and and at the time also there was a big push in Finland towards the international programs so uh, kind of uh, things fall into place it actually started uh, off one year earlier than was what was planned so it, it was a quite a hasty start so to say because the kind of other uh, uh, appropriate support also from the Ministry of Education. Okay, so what what drew you to the program initially? What what about the program excited you to join the project a year after it started? Um, I, I I initially Erka asked me to. There there was a, parallel to the program. There was this plan about the International Ice Center of Excellence. So kind of the unit that would focus on the development of the sport, research and development of the sport. Uh, joint venture. It was funded by the European Union. Joint venture between Vierumäki also International Ice Hockey Federation was involved uh, since the beginning, and and um, it was uh, it was uh, applied for and approved, but there wasn't any project manager. So uh, I was just finishing my studies, and I Erka got to know me a bit with the kind of the thesis project and 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 he then asked if i if i would be interested in in something like that and 
I thought that well, Vierumäki ice hockey, uh, development of the sport, coaching, kind of a things fall into place, and we decided to move then from Yväskylä to to Lahti region. Yeah, it's it's um, well. First of all, it's really fantastic that you had the opportunity to start to 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 join the program so early, and then I, I can imagine that at the beginning was like a big project because no one really knew like what is actually going to happen and if I compare and contrast now basically because I joined here in 2018 and there it was already like um, very student driven and student centered and very practical orientated and they really wanted students take responsibility and from a content it was more like um, very discussion based but at the beginning of the program when you speak with former students they said it was a lot of like lecture based and could you like i don't, I don't because we will dive more into the evolution but um could you just compare and contrast how you were how, how the students got taught in 2003 yeah 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 well yeah it was uh well like 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 you said and and like also like discussed earlier it was kind of a Uh, hasty start there wasn't many people so basically the teaching staff included myself Erkka and Tomi Paalanen at, at, okay. at that time living legend so, uh, yeah so so we had to basically uh, we had to cover it all and also I was young at that time I came from university background really traditional setup so I, I think it was kind of a the 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 case that happens quite often so we teach the way they have we have been taught mm-hmm. and and it, it was we had we had the uh, already at that time I, i remember that we tried to to find uh, kind of a practical projects to work on we students were expected as a part of their studies to coach but still a lot of the studies that we did here it was it was quite a traditional uh, teacher centered speaking head so to say and then you hope that 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 somebody picks up something uh and 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 the big change we we didn't start until that was basically for the first first uh, uh quite a few years actually so of course gradually when things started uh, uh evolving we more people were in place so more solid operations in that sense so of course then then you had different responsibilities but I, I would say that we had quite traditional approach until 2011 12 so for the almost for the first 10 years of the program we were quite I, I, I would think as I view the education now now at this point we were I would consider us being still quite traditional mm-hmm. so what What was the main goal or objective? You mentioned, you know, more quality and coaching, but what was the main goal of the program in, in terms of the people they were bringing in as students and then the people they wanted to put out into the coaching world? Uh, well, I, I view it from the two perspectives. Of course, domestically, we wanted to improve the game, so develop uh, the understanding uh, around the game. So what what the sport is all about, what does it require, and with that know-how, of course, then develop better people, but also with the cooperation that we had with the IAHF, 
the idea was there already in the first place that we we would not only focus on domestic matters but we would also then uh, use whatever initiatives IHF has the committees have as a as a um, uh, l learning cases for the students uh, involve students as much as possible whenever there's was IHF development camp so so kind of uh, also use the people that we have here uh, for the development of also of the global sport and and this way also offer the opportunity for students to get networked uh, know different people know where the sport is uh, what's the situation in different uh, countries and also perhaps then uh, turn this into kind of a working opportunity uh, mm. later on so so um, idealistically you could say that already from the beginning uh, the the program and also the center of excellence was was the initial goal was to develop the sport develop the quality of the the coaching and through the connections it has of course uh, try and accomplish that goal in in finland but also also heavily uh, or, or work with the with the international countries as well so what what was the because the makeup of the first class as you were mentioning to us a, a couple weeks ago was was all finnish but not just hockey coaches and then the the second class it started to be more international so what was the what was the thinking behind opening it up to just not just the hockey coaches uh yeah the sport initially it also it, it was we talked about the team and racket sports, but of course, because of the way how the program kind of operates, the learning cases, the the, the majority of the students have been from hockey, hockey background. Yeah. Um, you you could say that um, that many sport. If you think about team sports, they, they there's a lot of similarities. So in that sense, uh, coaching a person in hockey is in many ways similar to coaching a, a person in, in some other uh, team sport, invasion sport. So, so you could basically, um, or, or I don't see any, any issues why somebody from other sports uh, couldn't benefit from the program. The first group, of course, the way, the reason why it kind of was uh, comprised only Finnish students with basically was was because of the time mm. it started kicked off so quickly that that there wasn't uh, much time to to create a uh, connections and and market the program so 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 basically we we started with whoever were able to find the information uh, for the first uh, for the first year studies mm. and, and and then build on on that well if i reflect on myself and reflect on the point you just brought up that um, you can actually the things you learn here you can apply to other sports and you can apply just how you work with the human being because if I now if I reflect on myself my main motivation to come to come here was to learn more about ice hockey just about how to teach it basically that was my main motivation and because I'm at the end, I'm 
I'm coaching hockey, so it's still it still is one hundred percent. But meanwhile, when this is now my fourth year here in Finland, there are so many, so many more things than I'm actually thinking about than just how to coach hockey. That's like everything what we discuss here. So I'm I'm really happy that by yourself you make first of all this evolution and you um develop those recognitions. So I think that's 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 I think reflecting on yourself that's that's really that's a really good point and um something else you mentioned in your not in this one but in the answer before this that you wanted to provide the students with a place where they can actually build relationships with people and which one um can in the future can lead to working opportunities and if i think about some of the former students who have been here in the beginning for example akuniminen We had him on our podcast as well. At that time, he was still working with the IHF. He's now working with Bureau Mickey with you together. So, like, first of all, could you speak about the relationships that teachers here have with the students? And secondly, what kind of feeling is it that you work now with someone who has been a student in the program and now you work with the person together? Uh, yeah, we... we uh... To begin with, it was I. I, I somehow believe that uh, education is is a way to develop kind of a working life practices. Or I, I believe that it should kind of be built yeah. in such a way. I don't believe that 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 if you study something in a kind of different reality, you don't have that bridge that okay, we are actually able to develop the right skills. Yeah. So I I somehow would see in the future that that those two incorporate what is happening actually now during the past years uh, in Finland and globally also that 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 uh, uh, companies universities are building kind of a living labs so this is becoming more and more popular I, I believe that that this trend will continue mm. and and this uh, change in the kind of uh, the educational set, set up educational paradigm and that also I think then brings this question that okay the students while they begin their studies they could right away from the beginning already to be kind of a partners in in developing the coaching practices working the real life setup and and developing moving things forward with perhaps more support than already senior experienced coach is getting so so in that sense i i, I think that this kind of a networking happens and and we had since the beginning kind of a, the mindset with the program and all of us who were involved that that we we kind of a, we we believe that our the quality of our work is is measured with how the students develop how they succeed so it's it's that that we are we are in the service business so to say and and kind of a, uh it's it's not Uh, uh, authoritarian relationship so it's it's really t- discussing uh, together respecting one another both ways uh, trying find ways trying through dialogue try to build joint understanding and and with that try to find right questions to to help open up different perspectives and and uh, so when i was working with the program or teaching the first years i even at that time i tried to kind of uh, cherish 
this mindset. So I, I didn't uh, find myself to be kind of a, that okay, it's it, there's a teacher student setup which somehow is is uh, somebody is is above the other and and uh, I, I don't in that sense also I I I don't, I don't see you you have to. Also ask Aku how he how he sees the fact working and he's he was student also yeah, so he, he he kind of was working with me already at that time but I, I see Aku nowadays as a he's already established professional in hockey hockey yeah. hockey world and and and, and kind of a, and and I believe also in my current role as as the kind of a CEO for the sport institute that uh, I try to find people who who can take the responsibility who can develop things forward and 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 um, I don't believe in micromanagement at any level and that was already already kind of a, the I think this also relates to mindset about how educational programs as well so sometimes teachers uh, or, or how I view it a little bit is is that many teachers they become teachers because they were good at school in in, in, in fulfilling those requirements that are expected in traditional schools. So, so you were, they were able to do what you are told and, 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 and finish and okay, they, that becomes part of their identity, they become teachers, they start imposing this same setup. But uh, somehow I, I, I found that, uh, that a little bit unfamiliar to my, my, myself and, and that's why I don't see any any issue in working with my kind of a former student. So I, I don't view him like that. I, I view him like like kind of a established. We had several good candidates looking <laughs> applying for that position, and we we think together with the Finnish Federation, we actually together then made the decision. So we believe that we we chose the best one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting to have Aku back here in, in Virmaki, but. I see that the same as this year, you know, now going from the student side of things to now being the uh, one of the trainee instructors for the program and working every day with the instructors on their side of things and, and immediately being treated as an equal, you know, and, and there's no there's no separation between teacher and student, really. And, and everyone's on the same level and everyone's learning together. So I think that's something that is really valuable about the program for sure. I want to talk a little bit now about the, the evolution of the program. We mentioned earlier how it was mostly lecture based for the first 10 or 12 years. And now it's very um, like project based, very uh, student driven, everything like that. What what has been and I, I believe you were with the program from 2003 until 2017. Yeah, I, I was 2009, 11. I was two years away in Asia, kicking yeah. off the IHF Asian office. Yeah. but. But then also I returned to programs and I stayed until 17. The, the, and then I went to Slovakia, but, yeah. but essentially, yes, from 2003 to 17. Okay. So in that time, what, what was the biggest driving force between, but, uh, for changing the program, like year to year and just kind of overall? Uh, well, uh, if, I, if I kind of... Uh, uh, Briefly summarize. I, I think the fir first years were basically just trying to get the program up and running. Mm. So that kind of uh, took uh, took most of the energy, 
get the uh, everything what you need to have in place for kind of a such a official university program, student application, things like that, kind of a, in order. Uh, get the staffing to appropriate level, so not only having like when Erka moved on with, to to coach the national team, not only have myself and Tommy Palanen <laughs> teaching the program. Uh, and and that basically is, was was said that we were we were building and trying to establish a solid uh, bachelor level program until you could say to 10 11 mm. and then uh, we started renewing we started discussion at that time already there was some talks about uh, and discussions about the need to change the kind of the educational setup yeah. uh, not that much as as now 10 years later but but it, the discussion was already starting, and and we also were keen on 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 seeing what happens around. And we started. We the the good thing in that at that time also was that the program was relatively small. We had uh, myself, Vika was involved, Markus was involved, Tommy was involved. Uh, for hockey side of things, we had. Uh, was Kari? Kari was, yes, Kari was involved at, at that point. Kari was in charge of the program when I was in Asia. So we had a mm. relatively small group. Mm. Uh, and, and we started this discussion that, that, that we, we weren't entirely happy with the kind of a, this, that, okay, we don't see a uh, big enough impact with the things how we do. Mm. And, 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 and then we started discussing that how should we kind of a, what can we do to rebuild the program to be kind of a more student-centered so we get quicker to to actually to professional development itself so we, we actually get to see how students are managing in this kind of a real-life setup uh, how they are able to take responsibility of themselves and, and the others around how they work in different areas so how they pick up the skills what are covered whether it relates to sport development or physical development or psychological so how they start putting those things in in practice uh, and and kind of a, with this discussion we then started kind of a rebuilding uh, the curricula to be more not not anymore kind of a, like university programs quite often are that they are kind of a content driven mm. uh, the courses but we, we started talking about kind of a competence-based approach so we started really discussing that what do we expect students to be able to to actually in real life uh, manage during the f first few months after the first year after the uh, one and a half years after the second year after the third year so we, we started kind of a breaking down the program which then also gives us the, the possibility of better recognizing the prior learning but also then creates the challenge that okay well if we really want to verify that okay whether the students meet the objectives that okay what type of uh, learning platforms development platforms should we should we build so so this discussion really really sort of what we we went through 11 12 we rebuilt renewed the approach and of course after that after that uh, the, the beginning we, we were we were changing 
uh, trying to find where we, we, we were kind of jumping into deep end of the, the pool and trying to find ways how to swim. We took it a little bit too far in the beginning, so so there was a pushback from students that okay we they came from the traditional environment and 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 kind of a, we had to adjust that okay well you actually need to individualize the support that the students are getting so you yeah. can't expect everybody to kind of a be uh, to have be self-driven yeah. and uh, and also also have the skills to develop to take the responsibility so we need to also recognize better where the students are and then a little bit build the support also based on the and and this is to, to me is is a lot also also what i've been following also the joint issue in nowadays in the leadership development that that kind of uh, the same questions uh, are being are being kind of uh, answered in whether it's educational, whether it's kind of a sport, whether it's the business context, so, so, so same, same issues in that sense. And I think also that first of all, I think that I can speak here for a lot of students who doesn't matter. Like, or even though we have students with a lot of different cultural backgrounds, but a lot of a lot of them, including myself, Derek, and plenty of others, they come from a content-based um, environment. And then, as you mentioned already, it's really, really difficult to make the transition to competence-based and to competence-based learning, and inner drive that you actually invest, and that you actually take the responsibility, and that you take actions, and that you go and try to develop certain skills, and instead of just doing work for nothing, I think one of our former guests. He, even though this does not relate 100%, Quinton, he is my class. He was my classmate, or he is. Um, he talked about that making meaningless repetitions to meaningful repetitions, and I think that also relates a little bit to here. But what do you think that because very often when students arrive from different cultures, they faced similar, let's say, um, educational pathways with content based like. How do we can like facilitate overall their transition? Yeah, this is uh, this is, I think, million dollar question. Because <laughs> it <laughs> In took many me a lot ways, of time yeah, also. yeah. And if again, and it's the same also. I think issue that you you face as as a coach or as a as a leader. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of a coach, you, if you have a uh, set solution that works for everybody, then I, I think you are already already quite far. It is really individual and, and in, in many ways in, in it, it, we discussed the briefly briefly uh, uh, during the kind of a pre-talk that, that uh, I somehow believe that, that uh, oh, there's evidence actually, but, but the environment shapes us it shapes who we think we are uh, and in that sense our kind of a self-image and in many ways when you talk about such a change that that you you try to introduce it's it's a question of how to how to kind of a create a positive identity crisis mm. so that it, it doesn't turn into the okay student comes here from the traditional background 
comes with the role as being passive object like like it is this is also what i what i somehow I sometimes like to use that whether you are active subject in your own life or passive object and and uh, of course i and to a certain extent i understand as a young person it, it's a big process to kind of uh, uh, to go through to kind of uh, establish a healthy self-esteem find the things that okay uh, why am i here in the first place mm. uh, i think albo may have talked albo sometimes in coaching uses that okay does the athlete play with his or her own stick or father stick or coach's <laughs> stick and and I, i think the same issue also relates to this education and 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 uh, quite often it comes down with this okay uh, trying to be really concrete with the kind of the expectations the mm. the reasoning why why the kind of uh, the the program operates the way it does uh try to find ways for for effective feedback so because i i think feedback other other people are in many ways the mirrors for us to view our own behavior uh this is also what we discussed a, a lot with this kind of a whole, whole change in competence based approach that okay how do we how do we really assess the behavior holistically mm. so that it's kind of a, the, all the understanding and and the skills everything's in the same package so and and when you develop these i, I think you still may use the 360 mm. tools so yeah. these kind of tools i think they help in in, in using this kind of uh, positive identity crisis if you have and like like what happened already in the beginning and what we what we also tried to to use as a program that okay then uh, using the 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 impact from the peer students so there's some students who pick it up quicker than others mm-hmm. so then using those as uh, you probably talked with Marcus also the dual management approach mm-hmm. and all this uh, and 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 Finnish uh, women's national team is also really has yeah. uh, near so so you and and this is also how I it's a similar now I thought think about being kind of a working in Vierumäki in my role that that we, we we want to change the culture a bit so who are the change agents and this mm. is the same question i think what we are now thinking but the context is a little bit different so recognizing those people who who you think that are able to to lead this change into action but it's 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 a, it's a lot it's a lot to ask from a student to okay to, to take that response it's not a, it's not a kind of a light burden so mm-hmm. and and I, I and and this is where we where where we kind of uh, where we had to to kind of uh, take a step back. So there was this. It was too too much too soon, but of course it's we we tried to we we believed in what we are doing, and then we tried to kind of uh, take it back a bit, and and then again, but but we we kind of uh, believed that that the the reasoning the cause is 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 strong enough that that we didn't there's a there's a tendency always when you try something that doesn't work you fall back into previous techniques yeah, yeah like yeah. in sport as well so so there was a little bit this that okay it, it doesn't work let's go back but 
but we, we I'm, I'm happy now looking back that we were persistent that okay no we we believe in 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 in, in kind of a, this uh, basic ideology and we just need need to find where we need to understand and realize that, that some students are not ready we should not blame those students mm. because we are there to help yeah. it's like with the coaches that the coaches too often they they have this fixed mindset that okay this not everybody is there uh, ready to with open eyes and ready to take all the all the the the, the input that they are getting but we as coaches we should see deeper mm. and and see the potential and then try to find ways how we how we help but it's it's not an easy task I, and, yeah. and I don't have any unfortunately I don't have it would be good for this podcast if I would have a set solution <laughs> that works for everybody but yeah but I, I think you're you're right there and and I think it's really interesting because we we've, we've talked before about on the podcast like if you if you go with a group of kids or a group of athletes that have had no autonomy, had no kind of student-centered or learner-centered environment, and you try to shift completely the opposite end, then they struggle in that, you know, and you kind of have to work your way up to that level that that you think is appropriate for your own coaching. I kind of want to jump to a little sidebar here and and think just about, you know, coaches to, to athletes, especially young athletes. Do you think it's fair as well for young athletes? for coaches of young athletes to to be concrete with with why they're coaching, you know, you as a 12-year-old in that certain way. For example, you know, the the own stick example, right? If can you go up to a 12-year-old and say like, "Hey, I can't actually like teach you how to play hockey. You kind of have to to learn how to play hockey through the environment that I create for you." Yeah, this is this is good. Good point, and and I I I, I don't and this is where I also want to I, I think uh, still emphasize the fact that I don't believe that this is kind of a the laissez-faire setup, mm. but I, I think if you are working as a coach or as a student, you are still responsible in building the learning environment in a way that it kind of a, uh, helps the the, the person. And uh, I do believe that there's a space also for kind of uh, helping and saying, okay, try this and try that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but even with the younger kids, I would start and let's say, twelve-year-olds. I think they are mature enough. This is what I what I see. Also, my 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 youngest one is a preschooler. So what I see them already doing is that that, that they to a certain extent they reflect their own feelings and their mm-hmm. own learning. So this is what I what I still see that we are in in general we are a little bit missing in in sports coaching, that it's kind of a too often uh, approach the traditional way for skill development. Of course, I I. Uh, uh, this same setup of being kind of a content-driven, uh, detail-driven. This is now discussed in in this whole nonlinear thinking in skill development. That 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 now now kind of a, we have evidence already that not just by telling and and doing and repeating many times monotonous movement, it's yeah. not so effective for your learning in ter- as as in terms of. Uh, kind of a building the environment in a sense that okay you actually work on those things without even 
even acknowledging you are you are kind of trying to solve the challenges that the environment yeah. is 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 putting on you and and you are as a learner also you are actively finding solution not just monotonously repeating something that that kind of uh, is coming from a, so you are in that sense you are active learner in that situation yeah. but but i i i don't and, and i i believe that the coaches should or the teacher should never tell that uh, that that okay well it's now up to you because i i then we, we are sending a message that okay i don't care yeah mm-hmm. and 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 uh, but 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 somehow i i still would encourage coaches also to try and find ways how to how do we actually uh, help athletes also to not give them perhaps solutions but help yeah. them find solutions yeah. be active active learners in that sense yeah like asking the questions or maybe providing options for the athletes and stuff like that i think that's um that's very valuable because you can't go exactly you can't go too far the opposite way as well you can't go yeah. too far into the autonomy because then you know then it is the laissez-faire method where you're just kind of standing on the ice and letting them do yes yes whatever. and 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 i think in some things also that uh, you also have to try and recognize uh, recognize the kind of the issues where you can be kind of a more give instructions mm-hmm. and more than give the responsibility to the student if i think about for example the sport development that there might be some technical details that, that you can it's okay try this put your hand like this yeah. and and it already opens up a way but it doesn't take away from the fact that okay the learner is still kind of a taking the responsibility of, of understanding the game better or using the skill in the right setup. Mm. But we just make those little corrections and, and use our expertise in that sense that, that okay, well, try to emphasize work on that. And, and, and then, then we give tools for the athlete to kind of be, be more effective. I, I don't believe that, okay, well, we, we should... And with those small things that we can quickly correct, help athletes so that that it, I think we are wasting time if we expect that okay, well, well he's doing this this all the time. I can see that that the technique is not so effective. That, okay, mm. I let him discover that. I think that that, that that's that's kind of a too small issue to to be uh, kind of a wasting time with. But but let's give some tools for the for the athlete and and then just be sure that okay when we are when we are when we are expecting athlete to make uh, make decisions use their skills in certain environment that that that's as 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 authentic environment as possible yeah speaking about the learner and providing the learner with certain tools and like um what for example Pasi Mustanen is very good if he gives like if he gives opportunities it's always not it's not always like you have to do this in this way it's you can you can do this 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 there are multiple options how you can solve the problem and um speaking about the learner and especially when you go out and you coach it's very often that the players they are not um not very used to this environment and not very used to this type of teaching and yesterday we had practice and i asked my player a question about about the thing because I wanted to give him some feedback and 
you could see from his response that he didn't like that I ask overall. So just in general, that how can we actually help players to understand that uh, when we coach this way, we, to, we try to provide them with a learner-centered environment, but at the same time, it's a supportive environment where we still give feedback and where we still um, try to help them in their development, but without, without telling them that, hey, you have to shoot the puck earlier because yeah. it was a scoring situation yeah. where I was giving him feedback on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's about, about kind of uh, justifying, not... not I, I have an 18-year-old, 15-year-old, 6-year-old myself at home and I don't see that, that, for example, even the older ones would have had any discussion on these learning approaches at their school. So your athletes at the age of 18, they've never even thought about that, how should I be coached? Mm. So it, it's I, I think it's a discussion that that and, and it, it it requires a certain level of trust within the group and and trust comes with the respect and um, and, and and you just kind of a, have to explain the reasoning why we believe that this is more effective. There's a lot of examples nowadays, of course, that that. No matter what sport you are looking at, that the elite athletes are the ones who usually already at the relatively young age, they've started they've started to be more more kind of a, uh, uh, more active with their own development. So this is you already have that. So those examples I think are also also good. That and, and those are the questions I think like like with Vieromeki A now that okay what. What do you expect from yourself mm. from this sport? Because kind of this setup of, of being pass, passive um, object in the learning, we, we know that it, it, it basically it's not enough. It, mm. The competition is getting harder and harder. And the question is about uh, realizing quicker than, and okay, what can you do for your own development? But mm. also one thing for this is that uh, I think coach when they start to do it, so if, even though you are not so actively giving all the solutions, but in many ways you have to be really, really, uh, uh, really, uh, how, how would I put it, kind of, a, you have to have really strong professional expertise to be able to develop, not only give solutions, answers, but develop that understanding, help athletes to pay attention to right things use different tools so that's mm -hmm. uh, also that's a it, it demands a lot from the from the coaching if you mm -hmm. think about one particular situation rather than teaching certain breakout formations mm -hmm. and okay expecting that okay this is how we do it but then uh, being in that situation that the players start to understand the the impact of different solutions that they do offensively and defensively and use that understanding of the game in their own personal development so that's for me that's a higher level of learning higher level of expertise also that's needed from the from the coach and in, in that sense also it, it even though you might think that well the teachers are not coaches are not coaching teachers are not teaching but i i see that it, it actually demands a lot more it also demands a lot more from outside of the practice session, 
How do we use video individualize, help build this understanding, use clips as player to analyze what how do you see? How do you see yourself in this and this and this situation? How would you reflect rate on and, and what can we do better? How how do we then build the whole practice environment to 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 help you or the whole group to to solve the situations more effectively in the future? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that brings up an interesting point and to bring our tangent back to the the topic of today this idea of coach development and, and our program overall does do these same things apply to the the coach developer and coach relationship and then you mentioned something really interesting there like the helping the coach helping the athletes see the right things what would those right things be if they do apply from coach developer to coach how do we help the coaches see those right things uh well this is also also a good uh, question uh what are the what is the criteria for for coaching what mm. is the what is good coaching and I, I i don't think there's uh one kind of a set uh, uh, or globally approved uh way there's some work that has been done in terms of 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 defining that this kind of a competence criteria what do we expect from coaches at different levels but uh, something that would be globally implemented we are not there yet yeah. but but the ones that i i'm familiar with they usually uh, they approach also coaching from quite holistical point of view so there are certain skills uh, that that kind of uh, come down to your per, your behavior personality life management kind of interpersonal skills how the coach conducts him or herself so uh, understanding the personal values understanding the, the impact of those in the personal behavior how other people reflect on that so uh, how do you essentially how do you carry yourself somebody uses a kind of a uh, phrase uh, walk the talk type of kind of uh, thinking uh, also what I've been happy to to see that, that that in quite often in this more recent work also there's heavy importance on interpersonal skills so how coaches they built built this coach athlete relationship which we know from studies also also in learning is really key in in being effective so teacher student relationship is one of the most important things in terms of if we look at the effectiveness of the of the learning programs uh, how do we build the, the the whole atmosphere uh, how do we work with important stakeholders parents things like that so that people have a joint understanding uh, on what we try to accomplish but it also this is also fact that that then calls a lot from yourself because we all of us it's natural that we have a we we, we have personal way of looking at the world and mm-hmm. and and uh, analyzing and understanding it and and this kind of a, so we are we are seeing the world in our own colors and and quite often we are and when somebody is is uh, looking at things differently we take it personally mm. 
although we should kind of uh, try to be in the situation that, that okay we build strong enough trust good enough cloud that we can discuss that okay well this is how you understand see this situation okay oh i i didn't even think about it from that perspective and okay but this is what we try to accomplish and 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 uh, in that sense finding the joint understanding uh, the obvious thing in coaching expertise of course is is then the then the kind of a, the substance know-how that that you also of course need, need to need to understand the sport to a certain extent but of course when the more experienced athletes you have then perhaps you could say the i don't say less important but but the questionable it is we in finland for example we have some examples that okay with with even without not coming from the sport itself you can be really successful if you have uh, really good professional elite athletes who have a strong background in sports you can use that information if you have good interpersonal yeah. skills but but those three areas that that i, I would if, if i'm asked to that okay what are how you evaluate the quality of coaching those are usually the areas that i look at how yeah. they carry themselves as a person how they work with others build trust build relationships and how they know the 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 basically the sport that or the substance that they are working with yeah so you know obviously here in the the program we're, we're very lucky in the sense that you know it's a three-year program and of course the the third year is a work placement year where you can end up anywhere but at least two years you're here right and most i would say most coaching development programs are maybe even only one day or a couple weeks how how in your mind do we apply the same principles that kind of make up our program here at Viermaki into those programs that are one day or, or a couple weeks or even just a couple months and, and getting that same competence-based orientation to those programs? Uh, well, short programs, of course, are, are, are challenging because you're talking about such a big yeah massive issue uh, but uh, I, I think whenever whenever you have a program even though it's it's it, it it short kind of a sprints every once in a while if it's still a process then there's a chance mm. but but then you need to kind of build start with this discussion that what are the um, where do we want to end up what is the how, how we evaluate the, the effectiveness of this program. So what, what do we expect from the people who go through this program and, and how, it, how, how do we divide that between the, uh, uh, between the, the each and every stint? Of course, uh, when you have such a setup, then you would need to use also the time in between actively. So uh in really trying to understand how coaches take whatever you covered back into their real life can you collect information from those athletes from those stakeholders from the coaching and then okay seeing how even though it was short time how these things carried on and and then you have something to work with when the next time you start so uh even though you have some joint criteria, I would st still in these, uh, and especially in these 
short-term sessions where you don't have such such a strong uh, or such a good possibilities in building, for example, teacher-student relationship, getting to know one another. That then you have to have also this kind of individual development plan in place, mm. uh, where where basically uh, a lot of the learning happens between those sessions. Uh, with the responsibility of be, of that being with the coach, but then of course you have to make sure that that the coach that that you you take it in small enough pieces yeah. so that, that the coach is able to digest. So so those are some of the some of the quick sort of a solutions that I would that, 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 that it doesn't matter really if, if it's a long term long term or short term, but of course this kind of a intensive program. Uh, what you have here, it, it as I now when I view it now, it gives more possibilities for the, introducing this kind of a positive identity crisis. So really, really helping people to to grow at at uh, in a different way, take take bigger steps mm. in their personal and professional development compared to compared to you. You can always if you are there are only one two days you can always hide yourself <laughs> yeah. if you understand what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. so 100% i think i feel this a little bit because if i reflect again on myself that i i used to hide a lot in a lot of different situations especially when i think also in the beginning maybe um some things i would do 100% differently but um akuniman actually provided me with a with a really really good phrase for this for because he's as we all know he's really about this continuous improvement and he said to me that uh, one day that uh, there exists a saying that um, if you want to go to the train and you don't get the train the next train is coming so the, the, the meaning of this there are always going to be new opportunities and just what you actually make out of the opportunities yes, so I, yes, yeah. I really really like like the phrase and um, it stuck with me and I think that um overall like Derek, do you have any other question in general regarding the conversation or no i, I think i think we touched on a lot here and i i really now enjoy talking about the evolution of the program and i think like having the having that conversation around the coach to the athlete relationship and how we can apply that to the coach developer to coach relationship right and creating those good learning environments for coaches um, I think that's really important when you think about actually changing the behavior of, of coaches and making sure that your education is effective to them. Um, so I think it's time for kind of our final question that we ask at the end of all of our episodes. Yeah, I, I, if I add to previous, yeah, just yeah, quickly sure. that, that this, I, I think you still have this kind of a procedure about kind of this, this individualized development plan that you go through one-on-one. And, and this is something that I bl- believe a lot because it's a it's a it's a really simple, concrete tool mm-hmm. where you can align the yeah. expectations both ways, yeah. and that that also helps you to. I've I've used it also with my own athletes that that, that it helps you to see where the expectations also of the of and readiness of the yeah. player when you yeah. ask that, that that really simple tool quite effective that that you can use whether it's a kind of a more intensive long-term program or then a short-term program so that i I just wanted to kind of uh, emphasize that importance but but go ahead yeah of course and i think um we are just starting the process of the individual development plan i think with the first year students so 
it'll be interesting to get their feedback on that and, and how that use uh, how they use that. But anyway, our final question we ask this of all of our guests is if you just have any final messages or final thoughts for you know young coaches or young coach developers out there just starting along their journey um, and things that you know they can they can pick up or, or any advice for them. Uh, well, I'm would all want to say that that okay, it's important uh, work that you are kind of a, an important journey that you are about to take, important work you are doing, whether it's it's in 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 um, coaching or teaching. I kind of a. Uh, see that that our society needs the people who 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 put in the effort to help the environment to get better so so in that sense kind of a i i wish all the best in that journey and i i think that that in in that role also what we have discussed uh during this hour that 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 especially uh, you 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 live with the the this this uh, need of continuously trying to improve find new ways develop yourself because if you don't then basically it, it influences not only yourself but the others as well so it, it's the response it's it's also it's, it's a big responsibility to, to take and and and, and and I, I i i value value the work that the, that the coaches out there coach developers teachers are are doing all right well yuka thank you very much for for joining us today it was a pleasure to get to chat with you a little bit about our program and how it's evolved so um thank you and and, and all the best for the the fall and coming into the dark season here in finland <laughs> thank you for having me it was a pleasure so all the best So thanks one more time to Yuka for joining the show today and talking a little bit about his experience with the the program here of Irmaki and sports coaching and management, uh, how that program started, how it's evolved, and and where it's at you know a little bit today, and also the learning environments that, that coaches need to to learn and grow. The the first part for me, Rick, is. You know, it's something that I think is really unique about our program. Not a lot of programs that I know of have this setup and not a lot of universities that I know of have this setup where the the teacher and the student are at the same level, you know, and I think that that is so important for our program and for coaches everywhere where, you know, the, the learner and the teacher are, are not separate, you know, you don't, you don't just show up and, and get told a bunch of information or, and are expected to observe it, absorb it. You know, you, you work with the instructors and, and you, you learn together and, and it's a partnership in learning, you know, and it's, it takes, it takes a little bit for some students, I think, to adjust to that environment and to adjust to the fact that the teachers aren't just going to show up and tell them exactly what they need to do to learn. Uh, but instead, you know, help them, further their own uh, curiosity, you know, and, yeah. and whatever you're curious about, the teachers will help you to explore to help you get better at. And 
and it's it's not it's so different than you know my university experience in the states where i showed up to my 400 person lecture and they talked at us for 50 50 minutes you know but it, it it's really it's really different and it's it's really exciting to to be in that environment and and i think it's it's so useful for coaches everywhere to be put in that environment where the person teaching them is also learning from them yeah. Yeah, and also like it goes into what your point goes into what Yuka said also during the episode because he said that he doesn't believe in micromanagement and what he meant by this that many teachers become teachers because they were good at what was told to them so basically they just mirror their they teach it the teaching behavior from the from their old teachers but that that's not necessarily good teaching as you said as well here in Viromeki you build with the teachers more or less a partnership or a relationship and I think one of the best examples here again is like because we were mentioning it during the episode because Akko and who we had fairly at the beginning of this podcast on the show was a first year so a first a first year student here in Viromeki and by first year student I mean he was studying in the first ever class which was opened in 2003 or 2002 and that was as I said, during that time, early in the 2000s and now, and during this time, Yuka was his teacher and head of teaching and now they're working colleagues. So I think this is, this example just describes that um, how essential this relationship building process also with the teachers is. And as, as Yuka said as well, also they, 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 they don't look for people who are like content driven of, obviously they still want that you acquire knowledge, but for them, it's much more important that the people who are studying Viromeki, that they develop certain competences. So they actually have the opportunity to make, um, to work competently around, like to make good decisions, to solve problems, all these kind of things, to, have, to develop emotional intelligence, all these kind of things. And he said also, that's, that's why to have good communication skills, listening, nonverbal communication, all these kind of things what we talked about or, or sort of Salah here. And for example, that's why he said that the reason why Aku is, for example, now here again, because he has been developing those competences and keeps improving those all the time. Yeah, and I think that's the second part about this environment that's so different than every other university that I know of, right? It's, it's that shift from do you know the content to are you competent? And I think that that is, is so interesting because it's not even that they have, and at least for me, it's not that they have a lev level of competence that you need to have before you graduate, right? It's, it's where were you at the beginning? What level of competence did you have? How, how did you approach things? How did you manage things? How were you coaching? Everything like that. And then where are you when you leave? Did that competence get higher? Did you, did you learn and grow as a person? And and did you learn all those skills that you mentioned? And I, I think that's also something that's very important for coach education. You know, it, just because you know something as a coach doesn't mean you're you're competent in delivering that to your athletes or in your environment or in your coaching, working with other coaches or anything like that. You have to be you have to have the skills and the competences to competencies to um, to deliver that. You know, and so it, it goes beyond just knowing the information to to applying the information, using the information in your practice. And and that's a tough transition uh, to to get the theory in during the day and then use it in the use it in an environment that the next, you know, the night of or, or maybe the next week or however. But 
you know, it, it's so useful here that we have the classes and then we immediately get into the real world or the, the practical environment where we can use that information and develop those competences. Uh, and so I think, you know, looking at coach development and coach education and the environment we need to create, it needs to be a place, I think, that allows the coaches in that, the learners in that environment to to not only get to know the information, not only to understand the information, but to get to that applying level of, of if we want to use Bloom's taxonomy, um, but, you know, and, and, and really getting into deeper levels of knowing and deeper, deeper levels of learning. And I, I think that's so important. And I think the, um, the first or the, the next piece for me is that it, it, it kind of ties into that. It's the, the environment needs to be so individual, you know, it, and we, we've talked to Tommy Niemela, like coaching the individual within a team, but I think this needs to go like a, a step beyond, right? Because everyone that comes into this program has different goals, has different ambitions, different things they want to achieve, whether that's different sports, different levels of sport, um, and everything like that. So you need to, you need to know the, the person that you're teaching, the learner that you're, that you're working with, and and know what their goals are and know and sorry if and if anyone can hear the background noise but know what the goals are for your for your learner and and help them get to that help them take that step towards those and and developing those competencies that they need but then also knowing where they start like i said you know knowing where they start and and pushing those competencies up i think that that's so important for coach development is to take the the individual coach into consideration yeah, and as Yuka said, like the environment shapes who we think who uh, we the environment shapes who we think we are. So basically, by that he meant that they want to create um, positive identity crises. So where actually students or people have the um, opportunity where they actually really have to solve problems all the time because there's always coming something up. Because at the beginning, when you come to study here to Viromeki from a um, content-driven environment to a competence-driven environment and out of a sudden you just sit in the classroom and the only thing that gets told you hey you guys are in one group next week you need to run run this project it's not it's not just running a presentation or throwing slides together it's actually like that you actually have to do something together and cooperate and all these kind of things you you really need to it's really tough to describe it because it's it's a real life experience but Again, these things are like so crucial that you actually, and then when you get thrown into those projects and they just say that here, this is what we would like you to do, but how you do it is totally up to you. So that's again, like where the students or we ourselves have the opportunity to develop these competences because it's, it's everything is um, designed so open and doesn't have to be X, Y, and Z, or Z like, it's 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 not it's not like it has to be 100% this way that it's not black and white and the other point um i would i would like to bring up is um because you can you can mention that overall that the initial idea of the program was that the objectives of the program were to understand the objective of invasion games to de develop good peoples and involving students as much as possible in the IHF projects. And especially the first two points, understanding the objectives of the invasion games, developing good people, they're still 
super present. And unfortunately, the last point with involving the students as much as possible in IHF projects is currently um, not 100% there, but that's because of Corona. When, when I was here, first year student, there were all those opportunities. We had the opportunity to work in the IHF development camp, which was like um, one of my top two experiences. So like, for, but the reason why I'm bringing this up, because it's just for me, it's like, super thought provoking and super interesting that like the objectives of the program in comparison to, to 2002 or 2003 to when I came in 2018 have been pretty much like in that sense the same but at the same time the program has been evolving so much from like lecture based or content driven based to competence problem solving based so it's it's super interesting yeah and I think that the highlights really well that you know you can have the same objectives and, and you can do it in two different ways, you know, and, and yeah. you can do it, you can do it in, in the content driven way or the competence driven way. And I, I think, you know, what we've been talking about here, the competence driven way is like, it's so beneficial because you, you it, it's such an individual approach, it's such a student centered approach, and you can spend the amount of time needed with that individual for them to understand the content, you know, and, and, and you're not rushing through the content, you're not making sure we get through everything in these two years while we're still, you know, while that's still important that we give the, the students the content they need to, you know, know how the body works, know how to train the body, body physically in safe ways and everything like that. But, you know, also, we're not, we're not rushing through that. We're not, you know, just going over it one day and expecting them to remember it, we're spending time on it. And the, and the students can really absorb that information and, and use it into their own context. And I think the important piece here is that you, you mentioned it, you mentioned it a little bit, but it's, it's so difficult, I think, for a lot of students coming from traditional universities, and I really struggled with my first few assignments for the program, to, to switch their mindset of meeting certain criteria for things versus doing things for your own purpose, yeah. like for your own, yeah. like, for your own learning. And I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges we have as like a staff, if I can say it, is, is, is the assessment of some of the assignments and everything like that, because we leave it so open, you know, we, we leave it to the to the point where it's like, what we want is for you to read this book and write the report on the book in a way that's useful for you. You know, we don't have criteria set up for, for a, like exactly what this needs to look like, but what does it look like for you so that you can learn from it, that you can put it in your own context and that it's beneficial for you. You know, we don't want you to do it for us. We want you to do it for you. And that's so like, that's so hard to wrap your head around a little bit as a student coming from the American school system, at least because, you know, it felt like in, in high school and middle school and everything like that, of course, you know, nerdy, nerdy kid like me, I, I enjoyed learning, but it never felt like I was doing assignments for myself. I was doing assignments for others. So switching that mindset to I'm doing these assignments for myself, it once you switch it, the mindset is the, the internal motivation is so much higher, but you have to switch it. And that's a really hard thing to do for I think a lot of students. But again, it's about recognizing where the students are and working with them to develop those competencies and that internal uh, motivation. But I think I think that's a, about covers it, Rick. And I, I think we've spent enough time here in the in the outro talking with our we're reflecting on our conversation with Yuka and, and how we see it. So again, thank you one more time to, to Yuka for joining us and, and um, 
best of best of luck with everything rolling out in Viramaki. It's an exciting time to be around Viramaki, so if you ever get the chance, come now because it's it's being renovated all over the place, new facilities and everything like that. So um, come see the the work that that you could and the others are doing. So, um, but again, if if you haven't heard yet, check out our conference. Um, the the website is all over our social media at the Coaches Road, at um, at the Coaches Road at Facebook. Oh my gosh, I'm bumbling here, Rick. Um, at the Coaches Road, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Bye.